Do you ever get frustrated when your Latter-day Saint friends misunderstand what biblical Christianity is all about? Introducing Christianity to Mormons, written by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson, will help equip you to share the essential doctrines of the Christian faith with confidence. Published by Harvest House, each of the 10 chapters includes examples of real-life evangelism encounters while giving clear steps on how the information can be used in witnessing situations. Introducing Christianity to Mormons is available wherever quality Christian books are sold. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We are continuing our look at a phrase in the Book of Mormon, the phrase being at Jerusalem, uh, a phrase that comes out of Alma 7.10. Alma 7.10 says, And behold, he, speaking of Jesus, shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is the land of our forefathers, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. Critics of the Mormon Church, and we would be included in that, would say that that sounds anachronistic. There's certainly no way that Jesus could have been born at Jerusalem. And the Mormons argue, well, wait a minute, at Jerusalem can mean around Jerusalem. It can be a suburb. It can be in the region, in the location, not necessarily in the city of Jerusalem. That's how many Mormon apologists have been arguing. In our last broadcast, we brought out how Dr. Daniel Peterson says that the most reliable way to determine what a given phrase means in the Book of Mormon is to look at the Book of Mormon. So that's what we're going to do. What Mormon apologists have told us is that, for instance, that Lehi, who was a prominent character near the beginning of the Book of Mormon narrative, when Lehi is ordered by God to flee because of the pending destruction that is about to happen on the city of Jerusalem, they argue that Lehi did not live in the city of Jerusalem. He must have lived outside of, the, of Jerusalem. And they argue that the phrase at Jerusalem, which describes where Lehi lived, means outside or the region. But is that really the case? Today we are going to look at some of these statements to determine whether or not the argument that not only is given by Dr. Hugh Nibley, but also Dr. Kelly Ogden, have any weight whatsoever. I think we need to point out, too, that we don't have the original Reformed Egyptian that supposedly the Book of Mormon was written in by the prophets in the Book of Mormon time. So we can't do an analysis at all on the word at. We don't know if that could have meant other things. I think, though, when it comes to any kind of scripture, and I'm even referring to LDS scripture, I think it needs to stand for what it is. The simple meaning is the plain meaning, and it's going to be typically what it is. And if you have to read so much, as you have pointed out with Hugh Nibley and Kelly Ogden, to read so much into this to protect Joseph Smith as a prophet. And that is what's going on, folks. They are protecting Joseph Smith because they see this as a major issue. We've said 
We look at it as a mere slip of the pen. We've demonstrated in past broadcasts how that is easy to do. And that's all we think it was. But they know it's much more important than that. That's why they're making a big issue out of this. We're not. They're making the big issue out of it. Okay, well, we're going to take on your challenges and we're going to see if it holds water. Now, remember, Hugh Nibley and Dr. Kelly Ogden argue that the phrase at Jerusalem, even when it speaks about Lehi's dwelling place, means outside of Jerusalem in order to protect the phrase at Jerusalem in Alma 710. But what we want to show you is they can believe that if they want, and I'm sure they do. But that is certainly not how that phrase has been understood, at least not when it comes to the dwelling place of Lehi. Now, let's look here. For instance, Joseph Smith himself, the founder of the Mormon movement, made it very clear that Lehi was from the city of Jerusalem. This is what it says in the Documentary History of the Church, Volume 4, page 537, quoting, We are informed by these records that America in ancient times has been inhabited by two distinct races of people. The first were called Jaredites and came directly from the Tower of Babel. The second race came directly from the city of Jerusalem. From the city of Jerusalem. The second race was led by Lehi. And he's saying it came directly from the city of Jerusalem, not a suburb of Jerusalem, but directly from the city of Jerusalem. Another uh, place is page 13 of the Book of Mormon Student Manual, which is the Religion 121 and 122. This is a correlated and vetted manual. It says, Lehi's colony left Jerusalem and journeyed to the Promised Land. When it's speaking of Jeremiah's arrest, uh, page 15 says this, had Lehi remained in Jerusalem, he likely would have received the same fate or worse. And so here it seems that Lehi, is, it's showing that he lives in the city and not a suburb of Jerusalem. Yeah, had Lehi remained in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, noticing they're understanding the phrase at Jerusalem that speaks of his dwelling place as being in Jerusalem. And that's my point again, and these are LDS sources, of course, these come from the church itself. But the simple meaning is how they're taking it. At Jerusalem means in Jerusalem. We have page 30 of the book, Meet the Mormons. Now, this was published by Deseret Book, which is owned by the LDS Church. In the 1965 edition, on page 30, it says this, The Book of Mormon narrative begins about 600 years before the birth of Christ in the ancient city of Jerusalem then the home of God's chosen people and his prophets. How much clearer can you get? Then the home of God's chosen people and his prophets. Would not Lehi be one of those prophets that's being discussed here on page 30? Of course he is. Of course he is. He's a prominent prophet in the Book of Mormon narrative. In their doctrinal commentary of the Book of Mormon, Joseph Fielding McConkie, the son of Bruce R. McConkie, and also Robert L. Millett, a professor over BYU, this is what they write. Lehi received direction to take his family and sufficient provisions and leave Jerusalem, having learned earlier of the impending destruction of the great city. That's uh, volume 1, page 30. Now, look at this. Lehi received direction to take his family and sufficient provisions and leave Jerusalem. If they didn't live in Jerusalem, why does it say they left Jerusalem? The destruction of the great city. The great city. We also have in a Farms newsletter, now the Farms was Foundation for Ancient Research and Mormon Studies. They've now changed their name to the Neil Maxwell Institute. 
they put out a newsletter called Insights. And in one of those editions, the January 2000, Jeffrey Chadwick. He's an uh, archaeologist in uh, Israel. And I've actually had communication with him about a year ago. I, I asked him some questions. So, so Jeffrey Chadwick is, um, uh, at the time of the farm's newsletter called Insights, it's now known as the Neil Maxwell Institute, but this is what he wrote. He believes that evidence suggests that Lehi's house was in the Mishnah quarter of Jerusalem, the present Jewish quarter. Lehi's ancestors, he writes, and thus Lehi must have lived in the city of Jerusalem. Now that newsletter insights comes from January of 2000, and that's agreeing with what Reynolds and Sodal said, that Lehi was a man of commendable means and of good repute among the Jews. He had dwelt in Jerusalem all his life, and that's volume 1, page 12 of the commentary. Of the Rook of Mormon commentary. So, if you're going to take the Nibley position or the Kelly Ogden position that Lehi lived outside of Jerusalem and therefore at Jerusalem could mean outside of the city, that seems to be a minority position that we're not seeing in manuals or even by other Mormons that have studied the subject. You have Bruce McConkie, a Mormon apostle. He also stated that Lehi lived in the city. If you look at his book, The Mortal Messiah, volume 1, page 189, he writes, Lehi and Ishmael and their families left Jerusalem just before that great city was overrun by Nebuchadnezzar. Again, you would not get the impression that they lived anywhere but in the city of Jerusalem. And remember, why is this important, folks, is because Mormon apologists are going to try and argue, like Hugh Nibley, that at Jerusalem can mean outside of the city. Okay, a suburb. But we're not seeing this really taking root in a lot of these explanations of uh, some of these passages. Let's go to the 19th century and Orson Pratt. And uh, Orson Pratt wrote in the uh, uh, Journal of Discourses, volume 7, page 181, that about 600 years before Christ, a prophet was raised up in Jerusalem by the name of Lehi. So this isn't a new idea with these, we've quoted mainly modern people, but it's also a 19th century idea. Well, certainly, if if Orson Pratt understood that Lehi, and remember, he's reading the same, pretty much the same Book of Mormon that we're reading today. Right. And he understood that Lehi, even though it says that he dwelt at Jerusalem, understood that he was in Jerusalem. That's how the phrase is understood. And as we've demonstrated here, we've given you, I think, seven examples of other manuals, outside sources, and other, uh, other text quotations and such, that shows that Lehi lived in the city. Therefore, contradicting the assumption that Dr. Kelly Ogden and Hugh Nibley were trying to make in order to make the phrase at Jerusalem sound like it could be used to mean outside of. Now, they may point to some examples that could probably support that, but we're not done. We're not done. Remember, we're going to see what this phrase actually says and how it is understood in the context of Mormonism. As we've mentioned in a past broadcast, the Book of Mormon uses the phrase at Jerusalem 19 times. 19 times. We have shown already that seven of these times, the phrase at Jerusalem can be understood to mean in Jerusalem, 
merely by looking at where Lehi supposedly lived. So of the 19, over one-third of those come from a reference to Lehi being in at Jerusalem, which really, as we've just seen from these these LDS writers and these uh, these general authorities, that that really means in Jerusalem. We've, we've given seven examples of that's how it's understood. So if that be the case, we need to go on. And let's continue in our study, and we're going to look at how this phrase is used in the Book of Mormon. If we find a pattern here, if we find that the phrase at Jerusalem is used a number of times to speak specifically of the city of Jerusalem, why would you all of a sudden exclude Alma 7.10 from that same understanding? How could you do that? It would be inconsistent to do that. So we're going to be looking at this in our next broadcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. All of us at Mormonism Research Ministry want to reach out and thank you for your kind support of Viewpoint on Mormonism. We hope that the information coming your way has been a help and encouragement as you share the hope we all have in Jesus Christ. During this holiday season, would you prayfully consider a year-end donation to MRM to help give us a much-needed financial boost into the new year? Your tax-deductible gifts are much appreciated and will be used to further our efforts at Mormonism Research Ministry.